not, 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 mm. not, not being enough. Do you know what I mean? Mm. And um, and that's and that is exhausting. You know that constant. Well, it's not constant because you know we all have periods of time where we feel amazing and we do yeah. really get all stuff, but then you'll have a period of time or something will happen that challenges you and and then that kind of voice of self-doubt will come in again and beat you down yes and she what she does is she sees the, the space to do that you know because we're always going to be faced with um, situations that could derail us or situations that we question before we make a decision which is fine we you know we shouldn't go running into anything without question yeah but when we get to that when we get to that that point where there's a gap because we we're in a situation and we question it is that the right thing for me she'll come bolding in well I'm gonna tell you no it's not right for you because you're not good enough there's people out there better than you blah 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 and that's when she tries to take over and i think the thing is they she because the way you've just described it being like two people and a person that you have to control almost like a separate self is really helpful because the problem is i i I've always seen it as all of me. Do you know what I mean? Like I, you know, like I, I sort of frantically paddle my way forward, trying to get somewhere, and then something comes along and pulls me under the water, and you yeah. know, like literally, just feel like fuck. You know, I'm back yeah. to square again. You know, but you don't, or. And I mean, it always happens when, often when something positive is going to happen. Yes. Like where I've got to take control of a project or I meet somebody that could take me in a new direction, you know, even with the business coaching. Yeah. You know what I mean? Where you're being taken elsewhere, which is a positive thing. It's change. It's change. Exactly. She doesn't like it. She doesn't think it's the right thing for you. Um, well, it's out of it's out of the comfort zone of, you know, of you know, this is the safest place to be. You don't have to go anywhere. It's all right to, yeah. you know. But the problem with that is you just you implode. Yes, because you become frustrated. Mm. Then you beat yourself up and you know and it just goes on and on and on unless you start taking control of it totally and the most uncomfortable place to be with yourself is in conflict um because a lot of doubt can creep in a lot of you know you can lose confidence when you're in conflict um and you can be afraid you can just live in fear of taking one step forward and you know, your sabotage voice needs to be managed because, um, you know, I say, I, I refer to it as she with me because I try to give my sabotage voice as much respect as possible, okay? So 
Yeah. You can name her. You can name her if you want to, because I, you know, you, she's not going anywhere. She is going to protect you for the rest of your life. Um, now for me, and this is what I highly recommend to anybody embarking on change, whether it's setting up a business or, you know, even buying a house or whatever, um, is push her away, push her, him, it away temporarily for now. I don't have time for you right now, right? I'm going to deal with you later. And I do deal with her later because when you get a piece of paper and you write down all those negative things that go in your head, that's when you're communicating with her. That's when you're giving her some airtime, not center stage, but just some airtime. But cleverly, what you're really doing is getting all that stuff out. Okay. Remember we talked about when you, when you start writing things down and you put words on paper, you give it life, give her some airtime. And then what you can sit and happily do is mitigate all of them. They're just not real. But at least she got some airtime that you both benefit from. Yeah. No, that does make perfect sense. I mean, yeah. I mean, I know people do journaling and all that sort of thing, and I've never really seen the point of it. I've tried it. But the reason I've never seen the point of it is because all it is is like, to me, is negative airtime. And I'll read it back and think, what the fuck? You know, what the hell is all that, you know? But, but when you read it back and you just think, huh? What? Yeah. That's, that's a demonstration, an indicator of your disconnection from it. You gave it right. life and now you don't even relate to it. But at the time it seems very real, particularly at like three o'clock in the morning when you're you know, when she's sitting next to you in bed, like, meh, 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 and another thing, and your shit, and this, and your that, you know. <laughs> Absolutely. Just, you know, and I'm a, I'm a great believer in just not giving her centre stage. That's exactly what it is. It's exactly what it is. Um, well, whoever she is, she's got, um, she runs my life a bit too much, you know, that negative voice. Not all the time, but at times when a lot of things come in or there's two or three things that are going to change. Yeah. Um, like what I was telling you about, you know, like a business thing, an emotional thing, uh, you know. It, and actually... I say business thing and an emotional thing. Most of it is fueled by emotion. Yeah. You know, most of it is not. It's not logical. You know, it's all. You know, it's not like that horrible feeling you get. Like, oh, you know. What if? What if? What if? You know, and then. I mean, I yeah. I I mean, nine times out of ten. Well, no, I won't say nine times out of ten I get over it because I think nine times out of ten I I get over it a bit, but there's still too much of it in my life. You yeah. know, there's, you know, if that, I'd say that person or whatever, that side of myself 
you know can ramp up to like 60 percent of my entire existence and sometimes yeah. more you know and when that happens trying to be positive and pull yourself along is 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 feels like an impossible task mm. you know so yeah it's about just learning to remanage my head i think yeah and take take charge and make a choice who do i want to give center stage to my sabotage voice or my creative one make that choice but go back over the the stuff that we've done the work that we've done in you know the mindset stuff of because you've written you've written the sabotage things and you've written the things that you know are great about you you've written all those positive things go back over them um and reabsorb yeah this is the thing i've had like as i just said you know uh i've had like two days now of like kicking the shit out of myself you know and it's sometimes when you're like that it's hard to remember what's good about what you do yeah and you're gonna you know those those worries are perfectly natural you know what will people think you're the worry about being visible authentically visible um i think that was the thing i found with the show you know because i was in it at the time when it was being filmed well for a start when it was being filmed obviously um i was being watched which i just had not thought about at all before i went out there and I fucking hated it, you know, and the only way to overcome it was to completely, when I was working, just shut it out. Yeah. Just pretend they weren't there. People weren't looking at me, you know, and after about, I don't know, episode, I think erotica and onwards, I was fine, yeah. more or less. But um, before that, oh my God, I felt so uncomfortable. I absolutely felt so uncomfortable. Um, And then when I came home and it was aired, it was the being visible. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Warts and all. And mm -hmm. I hated it. I absolutely hated it. So when it's really weird when people come back to me and say things like, oh, I really loved your master photography. You were this and you were that. I was just like, I'm just like, what the, f you know, I can't, I can't bring myself to watch it. Well, Okay, so you hated it. You were visible, right, on TV. What happened as a result of that in terms of, you know, the world imploding and, you know, hell and damnation all over the place? What happened? Well, I mean, you know, the good thing that happened was, you know, I did eventually give up my formal teaching job and for the first time in my life i well not first time in my life many years ago i tried to go freelance but you know i was young and living in london and it was i just left college i had lots of debts and it was just not feasible um and teaching became a kind of a way of getting money in getting out of debt and all that sort of thing and then i kind of got into teaching realized how much i loved it but got stuck there you know and um so i had all these other but i still carried on obviously with my own photography um 
as a, like a passion, as an outlet, you know. Um, and then after the show, eventually I gave that up. Um, and started kind of, you know, doing other things. But the actual show, I just wanted to reject. You know, I just wanted to... Um, I didn't want, you know, I've never wanted to be famous. You know, I've never wanted, to, you know, I'm, I've always been more interested in my work yes. than I have in myself. Yeah. You know, I'm not into like, oh, everyone look at me, aren't I great? You know, I, I'm, I'm purely interested in if I take photographs or if I make something, does that actually communicate with other people? It's like my way of talking to people, yes. you know, it's my way of communicating um, myself, mm. you know, and that doesn't involve being center stage yeah no so i think what the show did was it put me center stage and that was a very uncomfortable and then you went and won it damn it <laughs> i know i know <laughs> but then that was because i got into such a like a work mindset by then you know and i i mean i wasn't even really competing i didn't feel like you know, I wasn't playing games or, you know, doing, you know, various things to kind of try and push myself forward. They just give me something to do and I'd just go and do it and I'd go and do it to the best of my ability. And that's when the sabotage force comes in very handy, actually, because, you know, as I was working, I'd be looking at the pictures on the back of the camera and thinking, no, that's shit, that's shit, that's shit. That's not good enough, you know. And I'd go and I'd, you know, I'd keep working and working and working until I got something that I wanted, you know, or that I liked or that I felt was actually really expressing something. And I think to get to that stage, you do have to really dig deep. Yes. Particularly if you're working against the clock. So I kind of really got into it, you know, I got, but, but I got into the work. Yeah. You know, um, and we'd have all these interviews after we'd done a task. And I just loved talking about the work, you know. And I found myself really enjoying just the opportunity to talk about photography and what I'd done and blah, 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 blah.